Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 34. My name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them, and I am so stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This week, friends, I'll take a little time and share a Bowie story with you all and some of the lessons that I have learned. So I know I've talked a lot about finding ways to like live authentically, build confidence in being yourself, regardless of what others may think or about the choices that you're making or think about your life. And it takes time to learn these things and it's not easy and it's taken me a long time and it's possible within your life to make the choices that you want regardless of expectations that may be getting put on you by family or by people in your life your friends partner anything like that see I grew up in a small regional town in Queensland, which is a state in Australia. And it was really conservative. It was a majority white population. And I experienced my first homophobic slur. At the time, I didn't realize it was homophobia. At the time, I didn't even know what they were talking about. But I was eight and I was in school and someone called me a dyke because I liked sport. Because, you know, that's the stereotype as well. People who are AFAB, they like sport, or they're totally lesbian. (laughs) And I was eight when this happened for me for the first time. And I was just like, whatever. At the time, I didn't even realize what was going on. But that was a starting point. And from there, over my school years, that just got progressively more and more. And it became people's go-to insult to throw at me. Now... Through school, I started out getting bullied a whole bunch. This sort of these sort of comments was really common in my everyday life, and it would just happen and happen, and people would pick on me and pick on me. And I got to about grade six, and I got tall. <laughs> I had I had this massive growth spurt, and I became much bigger than a lot of the people who I was in school with, and. That was a turning point for me because I went from being kind of this smaller kid that people could like stand over and stuff like that to being this kid who was much bigger than everyone. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm sick of this. I'm going to do something about it. So I got pretty rough. (laughs) I did. But for me, I made that choice because I thought to myself, I can either be a victim and receive people's attacks I can be okay with that or I can stand up for myself and I can do what I feel is right to keep myself safe and that was really the start of it I think I would have been grade six I was like maybe 11 years old when that happened and that really for me was the very first time in my life that I had made the decision that I don't 
care what other people are saying. I'm not going to let them mess with me anymore. And I took it a little too far. I became quite confrontational with people <laughs> because I think I'd received so much kind of bullying and these these constant homophobic remarks at me that I was just like, I'm totally over this. And from then, from about the age of 11, I kind of progressively started to understand that I could choose to do anything I want in life and not care what other people think because it didn't matter what other people thought of me. It didn't matter whether what people were saying about me was true or not, people were still saying it, right? So that was a realization. It was my very first one that it was like, it doesn't, what my truth is, is what is most important. And what I believe is what is most important. Someone can say whatever they want at me, but it doesn't matter because it's not my truth. I'm not going to let what someone else thinks of me change how I want to be. And as I grew older, this became such an important thing for me because I finished school and I did come out as someone who is queer and by that time I had the confidence to believe in the choices I made. Now I know this is not easy for everyone and I know that not everyone experiences these sorts of traumas in the same way or has the same capacities to respond in certain situations. I totally get that and I know it's definitely not an easy thing and I do, definitely do not endorse um, becoming aggressive towards people. I spent a lot of time like that because I thought that's what kept me safe. And in hindsight, I think it was a bit detrimental towards my attitude because I became overly hostile towards anyone and not constructive long term. But, you know, you, you learn as a kid, you do things and then you can become someone who's an adult and reass reassess those choices to see whether or not they are actually the best ones that you can practice or if you can make changes. And I did. I stopped being confrontational with people, even though by the time I was an adult and had moved out of home, I was living openly queer. I came out when I was like 18. It's like, yeah, I don't have time to pretend. So <laughs> I just, I just came out to my family, came out to my friends, lost every friend I had because they all, they all thought that firstly, I was going to hit on them. And secondly, then got upset when I said that they think they're all that. They're not my type. Uh, so anyway, lost all my friends. I was like, whatever, this is fine. I'll just start, I'll start things over because you know, what am I going to do? I hated school anyway, so I didn't really have a, a massive attachment to the people who I'd been in school with. I was kind of like forced to be with people as school tends to make us all do. So I felt like it was an opportunity to start my new queer life. And it was okay. I made a few friends. But what I really noticed once I started living openly, the town that I was from, and this is something I hadn't received, I'd gotten it in school and I never connected this, that, you know, kids learn this stuff from their parents, right? Because the moment I started moving around the town that I lived in, looking pretty queer, well, not queer, I was, you know, athletic, short hair, um, I wore, you know, quotey fingers here, men's clothes, because I like to wear shorts and shirts. And apparently, you know, only men can wear those. But people passed this judgment of me. And I started getting people driving past me and shouting out their car windows at me, um, really, really derogatory, homophobic comments. You know, the, the Bogans had a field day. For my friends out there who don't know what a Bogan is, it's kind of like the Australian equivalent of 
uh, a redneck when Americans would call people rednecks. Kind of similar thing that not necessarily overly educated, open-minded or accepting type person. They're very much the uh, cishet normative, often quite racist as well. <laughs> they're that they're that person, that ultra conservative person who doesn't feel comfortable dealing with anyone who is outside of what they consider to be quotey fingers normal, which is like cisgendered, heterosexual and a white person. Now we I'm sure they're everywhere and we all have different terms <laughs> for what we call those people. But they started to confront me, whether it was walking down the street buying my groceries at a shopping center. I couldn't even go and buy food because I'd have people commenting about how I looked. Like, as I walked past them quite closely, they wanted me to hear. And I was just like, what is people's boggle? Like, really, it, for me, it highlighted more of the shit they had wrong with them than what it highlighted for me. But I also attribute that thought process back to all those years I spent knowing that people could hang shit on me, but it wasn't about me. So for myself, that was such an invaluable lesson to have learned at such a young age, because as an adult receiving this stuff from total strangers, pretty much every time I went out anywhere in public, could have been really, really devastating on my life. So my choices were to either change who I was or hide who I was or leave the place so that I could maybe go somewhere else with people who were different. Now, eventually I did end up leaving. Yes, you know, high five to Bowie. Give myself a little high five there. But it took a long time. I It took me, <laughs> I, I endured a good 30 plus years living in this town. <laughs> and I am not ungrateful for it because it has helped me to be who I am now, to be able to see that for myself, someone can say something to me, someone can judge me, and I, I do still get judgments here, even though I now live in Melbourne and uh, like one of the biggest metropolitan hubs in Australia, there are still people out there who pass these judgments, who comment, who say things. It's just not with the same frequency or not necessarily as obvious. I just don't notice it, I think, because it's not people yelling abuse at me or physically confronting me. And because that's been my experience, I feel I've been really fortunate to be able to now be in a position where I'm like, I can advocate for my community because I have the capacity to see things without getting caught up in someone else's shit, someone else's own personal issues that they want to project onto me. But it took so many years to learn that and to feel comfortable with that because even knowing that fact doesn't mean it makes it easier to be on the receiving end of judgment and homophobia or transphobia but starting to just have that thought that you know what it doesn't matter what someone else thinks and starting to make choices based on that and make choices for you that you're going to do regardless of what someone else says, that over time helps build your self-confidence and your confidence and trust in yourself that the choices you are making are the right ones because they're what makes you feel good. 
And this shit is scary as well. And I'm not going to lie here and say that it's safe as well, because even though I have experienced physical confrontations, verbal abuse, I've experienced these things, it's still, in my consideration, been reasonably safe for me to live openly. And that is partly because I live in Australia and there is not that same open prejudice towards the queer community that other countries around the world have. And I totally get that. I mean, we've got a, we've got a pretty uh, homophobic government that are low-key pushing policies that are trying to harm the community, but they're not openly attacking the community all the time. So there's a difference there. So popular opinion based on what the government says, the population is not necessarily against queer people. A majority of the population is actually in support of the queer community, which is such a privilege to have because I know that in so many countries that is not the case and it is actually quite the opposite and it's illegal and people are killed for their identities and people are harmed for their identities in really horrible ways. And I get that if you are someone in one of those spaces that it's not so easy to live openly, but that doesn't mean you still can't make decisions in your life that help you feel good. And you know what is safe for you and you know what you can and can't do and ways that you can live that can help validate you. So I trust that anyone listening and when they hear me sharing this sort of advice that you can choose to live how you want, that you're doing that within whatever means is safe for you. And sometimes that means not living openly because you can't. But that doesn't mean you can't affirm who you are in other ways. So when I'm saying to start making these choices for you, that is what I'm meaning here. It's finding those ways that you feel good about making these choices. And you know what? Maybe it is living openly regardless of what those consequences may be. That is completely up to you. But one of the biggest points that I can't stress enough is that the more you can make these small decisions that support you as you as your authentic self, the more you start to trust in yourself and the better you just start to feel in yourself. Because when we're backing ourselves, we're giving ourselves power. If we question ourselves and we believe what someone else says over us, we take that power away from us and we give it to that other person. And that's hard. And I've been in that space. <laughs> I, was, I Even though I've known that when I make decisions for me, I feel best, it doesn't mean that I haven't at times in my life totally second-guessed myself and doubted my choices or who I am because... Nothing in life is linear and lessons we learn, sometimes we have to learn them a few times before they stick <laughs> and that's okay as well. But what it all comes down to is finding ways that you can make decisions for you that help you feel happier. So when it comes to you making a decision, whether it's about your identity, whether it's about the way you want to live or a choice that you want to make within your life, however big or small, you can ask yourself, what do I really want? And be brutally honest with your answer. And this is a habit that I have gotten into. It's taken me a long time. Like I said, I've 
<laughs> I've learned these lessons sometimes, <laughs> repeating mistakes until this is sunk in. But when it comes to making a decision, like a, something that I'm really thinking, is this something that I want to do for me? I ask myself, what do I really want? And I am brutally honest with that answer. And sometimes that has led to making some hard and really uncomfortable decisions in my life. I've asked those questions and it's ended relationships that I've been in. I've asked that question and it's totally changed the lifestyle that I've lived. I've asked those questions and ended up moving around to the other side of the world for a time, you know. So these questions, even though it's quite a small question, can lead to some huge changes in your life. And sometimes they can be positive changes. And sometimes at the time they can feel really hard and negative, but long-term can lead to positive changes. And it's really important to remember that. So be honest with yourself because when you're honest with yourself, you're building trust with yourself because you know that even if everyone else is saying whatever, telling you things that they want to say so that they can get something from you or influence you in some way or they want you to believe their opinion, questioning that and being honest with yourself is so important. And regardless of how uncomfortable, how hard or anything that these decisions that you end up with may be, it also doesn't mean that you have to act on them. Sometimes just the realizations are enough to start shaping small change in your life because it doesn't always have to be big changes. Small change, big change doesn't matter. It's all about how honest you're going to be with yourself. And this is one of the biggest things I've learned because it's easy to try and convince yourself that things are okay as well. And that, oh, no, it's not that bad. You know, it's fine. I'm comfortable. So there's a little part inside that can be like, yeah, but, but what if, but what if, or maybe I could. And sometimes that voice is worth listening to because sometimes it is the voice of truth and Sometimes it can make such a difference in your life and what your life may look like and where you may end up. And when you can really take that time, that's when you know that you're going to be all right. Regardless of what decisions that you make, regardless of what comes up in your life, if you know that you can ask yourself those questions, be honest and believe that the answer you're coming up with is true for you, then you can pretty much face anything and it may be shit at the time and it may be hard and it may be hard for a long time, but it's never permanent. And so long as you're trusting in yourself and that you're making the right decisions, in the end, it'll all be all right. This is something that I've learned from times when I've thought that I've felt so hopeless, I've felt so trapped and stuck in situations, thinking that, you know, there's there's just no way my life could possibly change. This is it. This is it for me. And I'm just going to have to resign myself to the fact that I'm going to be stuck in a situation and it's it feels impossible at the time. But it's not. And there's always ways to be able to take time and just ask yourself these questions. And the answers may not come quickly. Sometimes these answers can take a long time. Sometimes they can take years to figure out, but that's okay. Because eventually we can understand what we want, understand where we're at, what our needs are, and then begin to build that trust in ourselves that we can take those steps and make those decisions for us.
Now, I know that my experiences, my experiences, especially with homophobia, with transphobia, they're not unique. Sadly, there are so many folks out there who probably experience things really similar to me. Hostility from their community, rejection from their friends, even rejection from their family. None of this is necessarily unique. And there are many folks out there who have experienced much harder experiences than me as well. And I want to fully acknowledge that no matter where any of us are at, wherever we feel we may need to get to or anything like that. The thing is, you just got to start with the little things. So when it comes to learning to build trust in yourself, start small. Start with really small, almost inconsequential decisions on things because when you can be honest with yourself with things like that, that helps you feel more comfortable when it comes to making bigger decisions in your life and trusting that. Building that self-confidence, building that self-trust, that's that's where all your self-confidence really does come from. It's not it's not gonna be easy, friends. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's so much easier to talk about it than to make this stuff happen, especially when we're living in these situations that feel confining, that feel impossible, that feel like there's absolutely no way that things could possibly change. But they can. And I tell you, the biggest lessons I've learned in life are around trusting myself and believing that I can change things for me and believing that I am deserving of better stuff which ultimately is why I ended up leaving where I lived. My whole family lives up in Queensland. I now live in Melbourne, which is a few thousand kilometers away from my family. And that was a decision I had to make for my long-term well-being because I needed to make that choice for me. I needed to be somewhere better. I was feeling myself getting caught up in this downward spiral of kind of negative belief, like this was it, this is all it's going to be. And it felt really, really shit. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to live that. And for me, it was a big move. It wasn't the most drastic move I've ever made in my life. I once moved around to the other side of the world and lived in Canada for a while. (laughs) So... In the scheme of distances for big changes, not quite as big as that, but more permanent because I also have come to the realization that I will never go back and live anywhere near my family. I won't go back to where I'm from because for me, that's not the right place. And that's a decision that I've had to make. And sometimes it does take things like that to be able to truly live authentically yourself I wouldn't have been able to come out as non-binary and live openly as who I really am if I still lived up where I was. I don't think it would have been safe. I think I would have gotten far more harassment and confrontation than what I actually got just living openly as a queer person. So for me, that was a decision that I had to make. And there were sacrifices that I had to make for that to happen. But ultimately, I needed to be me. And I needed to find the ways that I could do that 
And for each of us, that is going to be different. But really being honest with yourself, because that is where you're really going to be able to make the changes, however big or small in your life, that you need to be able to start living authentically as you. And believing yourself regardless of what anyone else says because that is their shit that is things that they are projecting and it has nothing to do with you people can get really nasty when they feel upset about something and they can't deal with it so they make it someone else's fault this is another big lesson I've learned along my way that kind of fits in with all of this because as I said earlier someone else's issue with me is not my problem I'm fine living as me. I'm totally great and okay with me as me. If someone else has a problem with me, that has nothing to do with me because whatever's going on in their life and whoever they are, I couldn't care less. Their lifestyle means nothing in the scheme of my life. But the fact that they want to make my lifestyle an issue in their life says so much about them. And people will act really irrationally when they are fueled by emotion. And oftentimes, in the case of homophobia and transphobia, when they're fueled by ignorance, most people just don't know. So being mindful of that and remembering that most people just don't know can make it easier because like, well, if they've got some ridiculous belief, it's probably totally inaccurate and based off some of the propaganda news that they read and whatever ridiculous right-wing newspaper that they read because that's where a lot of this negative uh, messaging and the lies about our community come from. So these people are fueled by ignorance. But when we as individuals are self-aware, then we have the power because we are not going to allow ourselves to be defined by someone else's ignorance, by someone else's emotions. And that is where our own personal power can come from. So what are the takeaways from today's episode? That there is always going to be challenges in our lives, regardless of how big or small they are. That is just life. And that is life when there is billions of people living on the planet with different opinions and different thoughts on things and different ways that they see that they should live their life and how they think others should live their life. And it's okay because all we need to think about is how we as individuals are going to live our lives. That is all that matters. So choosing to do things for you will help your confidence and your trust in yourself and help you be able to make the choices so that you can feel like you are living authentically. Because at the end of the day, only you're living your life. No one else is. You can make a decision for someone else, but they don't have to live your life. They don't have to live with how it feels to make a decision that is not for themselves. So be mindful of that, friends. So change can take time. So if we do start trying to find ways that we can build that trust in ourselves don't expect it to happen quickly the doubt is still going to be there you can think one thing and then be like oh actually I don't know someone else is saying something different and and kind of start to question yourself that's totally okay because that happens that was how it was for me for many years as I was learning these lessons until I got to the point where I was just like fuck it doesn't matter anymore (laughs) and we all reach that fuck it moment and that moment is when we can make a choice or a decision about something and 
we take action. And from there on, it's like one of those realization moments. And that's when we can really shape change. But it can take a lot to get to those points. So be patient. Just because you don't think change is happening doesn't mean it's not. Because it doesn't happen quickly and it doesn't always happen in big ways. But starting really small and just building, slowly building that trust in yourself, trust in the decisions you're making and that what you're doing is 100% for you is long-term going to get you to the points where you can begin to make those decisions and live for you and live authentically the way that you want to. Now you can find all of the details about today's show in the show notes at our website, www.fearlessmovementco.com. I will put a link to it in the show notes. Friends, if you're enjoying the show and know other folks that also might enjoy the show or find some benefit in it, I would be so stoked if you could share it with them or share it around with networks where you think some people might get some good from hearing any of my episodes. Share the goodness, friends. I would love that. I would be so grateful. Share the goodness and then tell me so that I can I can cheer for you. <laughs> it would be awesome. Now, if you want to get in contact with us, you can message us through our website. You can go to Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can find us on Instagram, which is where we are the most active, by going to Fearless Movement Collective at the handle fearless underscore movement underscore co. Non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Until next week, friends, remember, nothing in life is permanent. And that means that you can shape change for yourself, no matter how big or small the changes may be. All you got to do is begin believing in yourself so that you can give yourself the power to live your authentic life. Have a rad right day.